Welcome to this episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Todd Studer, joined in studio by Mr. Travis Waldstein, AirServe Heating and Air Conditioning in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Hey, I heard that uh, you are uh, moving location. Is that true? Uh, there might be that rumor might be true. So uh, yeah, we're moving. Uh, we've been on South Main for nine years, and uh, uh, we're moving to a property down on Nebraska Avenue, thirty-three nineteen Nebraska Avenue, Suite Two. More space, more room. Uh, don't worry, there won't be any Nebraska flags in there just because the name <laughs> Nebraska is in the name. But uh, uh, yeah, we're moving down there. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, closer to the interstate for us. A uh, lot more room to be able to store stuff. Uh, it, it's huge for us. It's overdue, frankly. So. You just uh, outgrow your space. Is that is that all it was? Yeah, it's growth. Uh, I've tried to where I've been at. I've wanted to buy it for a couple of years. It's just it's time. Um, you know, looking to eventually build, but this came up and it's like the space, the location, and uh, you know we're wanting to expand. You know, uh, you know we've been talking about. You know, we do quite a bit of plumbing now, but I should bring it on a couple full time, just plumbing technicians and. This will allow us to do that. It's going to allow us to actually bring in some sheet metal equipment to, so we can do fabrication. We do a lot of hand fabrication, but we can buy a plasma cutter, that kind of stuff. So we could build, you know, anything that we want to. So it's it's going to be good for business and the services that we offer. I mean, before the end of the – before you're done, you're going to be building cities. You've got so many <laughs> – so offering so many services. But I think that's great. I, I love it when a business is growing and can expand like that. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. And, you know, it's – it is a good problem. And if you asked me back in 2019 or 2009, I would have never – you know, fathom that we'd be moving in this kind of facility, but, uh, uh, the needs out there and, you know, we're continuing to grow and, you know, we're moving into this now and I'm kind of thinking, what's it going to be like three years from now, you know? So, um, just as things continue to evolve. So, um, we'll have real office space, which is cool. So, uh, you know, among other things we'll have you know, right now, everybody kind of shares an office when everybody's got their own offices, more, you know, a lot more square footage, um, um, it, it's just, there's, I don't know if there's a negative. I, I won't miss the railroad tracks down by our shop currently. <laughs> I mean, listen, I've had a great good landlord and the location's good, but it's just, you know, it, it, it's just the, pre, you know, the cost of doing business. Sure. You know, so. Absolutely. Well, you, you're, so you're expanding, but at the same time, you've still got your heating and air conditioning business. That's the, that's the bread and butter. And you're constantly having to pay attention to changes that are going on and, and, uh, new, well, efficiency is always a buzzword in your industry. Yeah. Just like I want Iowa to switch offensive coordinators. We want change in life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This industry changes. So, uh, um, you know, it's 2023 is here. Um, every five years there's an energy cycle or new energy program that comes into effect. Um, this is happening now in 2023. Uh, government had the federal government's act- actually more so on the air conditioning side versus the heating side at this point. Changed the way efficiency is looked at on the AC side. So they, the, when you talk air conditioning, they use this wonderful term called SEER. And if you know my trade, it's all full of analogies. Well, what is SEER being anybody? It's a seasonal energy efficiency rating. So for years, you've always had. 13 sear, 14 sear, 16 sear, and the higher the sear, the higher the efficiency is of the equipment, essentially. Um, now they've changed 
couple of the rules and how they rate it. So now it's going to be like 13.4 and 14.1. And what was 15 is now 14. I, I mean, it's like the new common core math. It just doesn't make sense to us old timers. Yeah, this one goes to 11. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so that's, you know, that's definitely a big thing right now. Um, you know, and the other thing that's really kind of going on with as far as it's just everything's becoming more, I guess here's how I'd put it to you this way. If you go buy a Chevrolet, you got a Chevrolet, right? If you buy a Ford, you got a Ford. You know, you're generally not going to put Chevrolet parts on Ford vehicles and vice versa. Okay. So, um, so in the industry, you know, as far as efficiency in ratings and equipment, stuff is becoming more proprietary. That's the word I was looking for. So um, with proprietary changes that are coming, um, you know, you're going to see that with manufacturers, um, some of the technology, some of the thermostats that are coming along, and then some of the government-mandated stuff, like I said, as far as the AC efficiencies, um, there's going to be a push again relatively soon that if you've owned, you know, an 80% efficient furnace, which by today's standard is the minimum efficiency available uh there's gonna be another push for that for 80 percent furnaces to go away um you know it's government mandate uh green green technology you hear all this stuff about green technology and you hear montreal port protocol there's a lot of people a lot smarter than you and i that sit in in buildings and talk about this stuff um but uh so it changes. I mean, it absolutely does. And the other part that's really changes the pr the price increases, the price pressures we've got. Uh, you know, steel, PVC, uh, you know, copper, black, everything has shot up tremendously as far as equipment pricing has gone. Uh, you know, we've, we're also feeling labor pressures. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, inflation's gone up. You know, everybody's feeling it more, you know, everything's worth less. You got to pay more for the same product that you did five years ago. I mean, that is definitely some, you know, stuff that's going on in the trade. Uh, I could tell you that today um, versus, you know, five years, probably three years ago, a system that we put in today is probably 40% more today than it was three years ago, just because if you, everything has a cumulative effect. Well, you talk about cost. Doesn't the government have some programs that if you're upgrading things and getting better efficiency, that maybe there's a chance that you can get some money back on that? There is. Um, and, you know, two parts at the utilities, um, you know, so I'll cover the utilities first. Uh, Black Hills and Mid-America have their programs. Uh, Black Hills for 2023, their program was primarily residential furnaces and water heaters. Um, is really not going to change. The same program that they've had is there forever. Um Mid America and Alliant Energy, which there really isn't any Alliant Energy customers close, but they're pretty predominant in rural parts of Iowa. Uh, they've gone to a new platform as far as how they handle rebates. Um, it's became a, like an instant credit, and then they want their distributors instead of Mid America to manage the program. Um, and the rebates have actually, it essentially, have gone down for what a customer gets for a rebate because of how the utility, because how the Mid America and Black Hills wants to do it. So if your incentive is the uh, uh, rebate, probably not worth, you know, it's probably not worth chasing as far as rebate if you're looking to get the $150 back or whatever it is. I mean, if you want to buy a higher efficient system, $150 bucks is not going to make or break it 
in in my world. Um, you know, the reason you want to spend that extra money is, hey, you want a better piece of equipment. You don't want to buy a builder's grade. You want something that's, you know, hopefully lasts a little bit more, a little bit longer, more reliable, and hopefully saves you some more money in the process. So um, with that, what other things going on is when they come up with the Inflation Recovery Act here back, uh, Joe Biden signed that back in August. Um, there's a lot of teeth to that. There's from the HVAC and from the electrical side of that, um, there's programs for rewiring houses, new electrical panels. Um, when it gets into the heating and air conditioning, um, you know, with us electrifying everything, including cars, which I won't go into commentary on that. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, they're, they're having a set of big pushes on heat pumps. So, um, you know, in, in this part of the country, um, you know, it's predominantly a gas furnace air conditioning market. So um, if you're in rural areas, if you're on propane or straight electric heat, um, you know, there's we there are heat pumps in this part of the country, despite what some people will tell you. I have, I have two heat pumps in my house, um, you know, not because I run them all the time necessarily, but I use them to hedge the utilities. If propane's three bucks a gallon, I'm going to run my heat pump for a long time because it's more economically feasible for me to run my heat pump. Vice versa. If, you know, if propane's cheap and electricity's up a little bit, you know, I'm going to run, you know, probably the gas furnace a little bit more in the, uh, um, you know, it, it, when, it, when you need heat. But with the heat pump, speed heating and cooling for what they do, um, there's a big push. There's two parts of it. There is the federal tax credit. And ta there's been a tax credit for heating and air conditioning off and on for several years. On geothermal, they have a 30% tax credit. Uh, same with solar. Um, actually, I learned the other day. I did not re re realize this, but there's certain wood burning, wood, wood, wood burning boilers that you could actually get a 30% tax credit, but there's a $3,000 cap on that. Okay. Did not know that. Yeah, I've got a cousin put one of those things in a while back. We're actually looking at possibly put bringing that on as a product that we offer. Really? Yeah. Um, we there's a there's just enough of them around here, and there's been interest, and so we're we're looking at it. actually we're gonna go to the Farm Expo in Des Moines here at the end of the month to to look at this product and say, hey, does this make sense for us to do in our line of items? But uh, back to the tax tax credit. There's a two thousand dollar tax credit. Uh, for any qualifying heat pump system. And, and you know, heat pumps can cool like your condition does. And then, you know, when it's time to in the fall, you flip over to heat. You do you do that. We've put a lot of systems in. The technology is a lot better than it used to be. They can get down to below zero as far as operation goes. And it's hard to believe. Well, a heat, an air source heat pump, as I would refer to it, can actually pull heat out of the outside air when it's zero. Yes, it can. Really? Yes. It's, uh, you know, there is heat in the air till it's like negative 40, realistically. And technically, if you go, if I got to the binocular part of it, they have this cycle called Kelvin and Rankin temperature scale. It goes like the 400 below zero, so which is really cold. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> right? a shock. Um, but uh, technically, there's heat in the air. But 40 below, you can technically pull heat out of the air pretty well. And the technology is getting down to where you can pull heat out double digits below zero. So you can use an heat, electric heat pump now to heat your home. Uh, a lot of the technology is coming through two parts. Um, inverter technology, 
how you think when you, you know when you think um, you know inverter probably the simplest thing I can explain to someone as far as inverter technology you're fanning your car most of the time your fans in your newer cars now they'll adjust up and down as far as your flow goes right doing the same thing with compressors uh, you know the technology's been around for years it's just you're starting to see it in a residential application so so but but basically the heat pumps there's a two thousand dollar tax credit um, that's pretty simple pretty straightforward we've dealt with it for a long time the other part of that is is they came back with um it's actually an eight thousand dollar rebate and, and of course when customers think rebate that's free money, you know, and, and we know that if the government's asking for something, guess what? Right. It's yeah. not free. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, there's not, uh, nothing is designed to be free, and it, whether it's the government or any place, yeah. it's, nothing's free. Yeah. So so what's going to happen with the, the tax rebate? Uh, the state, the, every state in the country is going to be required, is going to have to have someone run the rebate program. So it's going to be the states to qualify but there's going to be some uh, income parameters on um, it. There's going to be basically to get the $8,000 for if you want to put in a heat pump system. Um, you know, you have to find what the median income is. And it's going to be 80% of that medium income for what's going to qualify. To kind of give you an example, Pot County, when I looked it up, was like, when I last looked it, it was like $56,000 is the medium household income. Okay. So realistically you're probably looking at if your household income is under forty two thousand dollars you're prob- probably going to be eligible for, for you know for for that uh you know for that for that rebate but it's like anything else you're gonna have to apply for it you know and then you know the other question is what happens if the job goes over eight thousand dollars uh there is a second level to that um to where um to where it's they could do fifty percent. Um, so when I say fifty percent, so basically, if you have a job that's sixteen thousand dollars, you could take eighty percent or fifty percent of that and get that a rebate. But that's still income contingent, which it's like when it when they did it, it was like eighty five thousand dollars. So up to do that. So what that means is you get eight thousand dollars of rebate money. Uh, but you'd still, the other half of it, you'd either have to be financing or paying for, um, out of pocket. And it's like anything else, you're going to have to apply for it. There's going to be a process. You're probably going to have to submit pricing for what you're doing. Um, but then program, that program is out there. You probably won't see a lot of it till mid 2023, but if you're in a case to where you're in an income, if you're in a limited income situation, you want to get something done. Um, if you're working with an agency like here in Council Bluffs, like uh, you know Seven One Two or West Central, uh, those are two that first come up to my head. Mm-hmm. Those are probably going to be agencies that are probably going to be involved in that program because they've got the resources. They've got a lot of them do the applications. Connections is another one that might be involved with that before it's all said and done, because they have paths. They've got the processes to be able to go after some of them funds to help, you know, people who need to have work done. The nice part is not just covering the heat and air conditioning. There's a lot of the electrical component too. I think they give you so much if you want to put an electric car charger in your house. Um, you know, so, and it's one of them deals. It's not a one-time deal. I believe you could do up to $14,000 a year in upgrades. Really? And then you can come back. I would say it's every year, every other year. Let's say you need to have more. So it's not a one and done type deal, but it's, you're going to have to reapply 
for a lot of them programs and for a lot of them incentives. So, so it's, it's free money, but you know, how much time, how much paperwork is going to be involved? I'm trying to figure out how much of your day is spent learning all of this stuff. Good God, man. You, that, <laughs> the, the information we're getting here is, uh, all of this is, is things that I hadn't heard of before. It's fairly due. It's been known in the industry that this stuff's coming up for six months. A lot of even your distributors are um, are kind of trying to wrap their hands up with all the changes that are going on. And, you know, there's a certain part of the population or what we do that say, hey, they're not going to. They're not going to mess around with it. Uh, I think whether whether a contractor like myself decides to participate in a program, that's to each one's their difference. The, the thing is, it's available. You have to know that there's things available. Um, you know, I, do I do I expect you know that the the do I expect the rebate part of the program to eight thousand dollars be a big part of my business? realistically probably not you know but i mean if it's available and someone wants to work with it you have to at least understand the programs and who you need to talk to and a lot of that's still kind of out there in the works but for the program to be eligible for 2023 at some point the states are going to have to get together each state's got to figure out their program if they don't they'll end up losing the funds so it, it's in the state's interest. It's it, for someone who's paying tax dollars. If you want to get some of that back, it's in your interest, you know, to at least know about it. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. That you, you can have the most up to date and most efficient uh, furnace in your house, but if you have air ducts that have been sitting untouched since the 1920s or whatever it mm-hmm. might be, uh, chances are that everything's not going to run as efficiently and also your air quality is going to be pretty bad. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. I guess that kind of steps into air, indoor air quality. Uh, you know, talk about duct cleaning. We, about two and a half years ago, we bought a duct cleaning machine. Uh, when COVID hit, wanted to do it for a while. At my time, my 16-year-old son had nothing better to do besides uh, play Call of Duty and sit around and eat all day. And I said, son, I'm going to go to fly to Chicago. I'm going to pick up a duck cleaning truck, and you're going to set it up. Wow. <laughs> and that's literally what we did. Um, but, yeah, we, we've actually done, you know, duck cleaning for two and a half years. Um, uh, you know, you walk into a home, like I said, 1920s home. You know, anything new, a house that was just built. We, we, we've... Done, you know, I, we, you know, in an older home, this, this stuff is interesting. Now, I haven't found the pot of gold and I haven't found a hundred thousand dollars laying up <laughs> in the ductwork yet. But, you know, I mean, some of the dust, some of the dirt, some of the stories, some of the things, you know, so uh, um, that you find up there when we're doing this because the system we have, it's a high, it's a vacuum system, but we also use high pressure air. So, unless it's 300 pounds in that ductwork, we, we can move it. We can get it back to the source. So, you know, I mean, from everything from, you know, bongs to magazines to, dead, <laughs> you know, dead rodents. I, I, mean, go to, I mean, it sounds crazy. A um, lot of time what we run into, though, especially if it's been a home that's probably been built in the last 25, 30 years, is the ductwork became the garbage can on a lot of new construction homes. So let's say you build a home back in 1990. You know, well, hey, let's just sweep the pop cans and the construction dust and the drywall down into the ductwork. And so you go into these homes, they talk about having a hard time breathe, filtration, right. that kind of stuff. 
And that's where the duct clean really comes in. You kind of go, whoa. And then we have video cameras where we can do before and after pictures of what it is. And some of the stuff we find is really amazing. Some of the stuff we find is eh, not that, that exciting. But, uh, you know, we really, with the system we get, we can get a pretty good idea inside and outside what it looks like um, with the duct cleaning. And, you know, if we need to make changes or if we find stuff, you know, I mean, it, that it happens. It's, um, so it's, it's, it's a good time. It's, it's not a clean job though. Man. No, I would guess that uh, Mike Rowe may want to come right along with you for that for some point. <laughs> uh, we, we had a kid, I say a kid. Yeah, he's a kid. Uh, over Christmas break that came with us one day and I think he did a duck clean and we had to do it in a crawl space. So, uh, um, yeah, that was not literally as getting dirty as a crawl space, but getting through having to suck up and do, um, do, do that. Um, it, it's a fun process. You, you know, I, I, a lot of things I get asked on duck clean, probably the number one question is how often should, should you get it done? Um, there, there's an association that, that says, Hey, you should have it done every five years or whatever. Um, you know, I, I guess I kind of look at it like your air filter, you know, I, you know, your newer filters, we sell a lot of four inch filters. And so generally a four inch filter can load it just cause it looks like a little bit brown doesn't mean it's necessarily dirty. Um, I, I that's a hard thing to fathom for some people, but it, it, but anyway, so if it, you know, you gotta go by the touch and feel method. If it looks dirty, you change your filter. If you're starting to see stuff in your ductwork and stuff, then maybe it's time to take a look at it. At least have someone stick a camera down there and, there and see if there's something going on with the ductwork or maybe there's something going on. Um, you know, so five years is maybe recommended, but you could go 10 years. You could go, I, you know, I've got one customer that'd like to have it done every year, you know, wants to make sure. And it's like, okay. So it's kind of to each their own as far as that goes. But what I tell you, if you've never had it done, if you've got dust issues, if you, it's a new construction, newer construction house, um, you know, it, it'd be something to do. I will tell you the builders today are a lot more conscious of it, of the builders 30 years ago. And so a lot of your builders now, when they build a new house, so generally over the ductwork, when we're running our supplies and returns, they'll put patches, either plastic or, um, you know, plastic or, or, or wood or something over the holes. So we're not getting stuff down in the ductwork just because of the issues that it can create with your ductwork. Anything else that people can do or that you can do for folks to increase their air quality? I'm thinking, you know, kind of uh, 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 treating, you know, like the, some way to treat the air mm -hmm. uh, inside the home. There's lots of different products out there. Um, there's a lot of UV, uh, ultraviolet light products. Um, so UV light is always a popular one that I hear about. I'm personally not a huge fan of ultraviolet light. Um, um, so there's ultra, that's, that, that is, uh, there's some air scrubber technology. Actually air scrubber is a brand where it uses a little bit different technology. So if it uses a light, it uses a positive and negative ion charge. Um, uh, iWave is a product, uh, used to be called global plasma sanitizer. We've been putting them in for years, positive, negative charge with a good filtration system. Some people are big into, um, your train came out of the product a few years ago called the train clean effects as far as a basically electronic air cleaner. They've been around for a long time. I'm not a huge fan personally of electronic air cleaners. Um, I feel that a good, a good filter is important with that. Uh, humidifiers. Uh, we put in a lot of humidifiers. 
Um, one of the things that's not looked at enough in this part of the country, everybody's got a basement. Like I said, if you live in Iowa, you have a basement, and chances are you probably run a dehumidifier in the summertime. Um, you know, we've walked into houses where it's like a lake when things are running. So I, I'm a huge fan of humidifiers. If you like them, if you don't like them, I'm not going to sit there and talk to you about because either you like them or you don't. But dehumidification in a lot of these homes, older homes, newer homes, you know, it, it helps pull that out of the house in June and July when everything in the basement starts getting musty and also you start to see a little bit of mold buildup spores that kind of stuff um, you can't do enough as far as dehumidification um, there's some whole house products that we offer that I really like they're expensive I'd be the first one to tell you but if you've got issues with allergies or, or mold or that kind of stuff it's something you should consider dehumidification you can go to Menards or Walmart or wherever, Sam's, and buy a whole ho or a, a portable dehumidifier. Um, but I can't underestimate how important it is as far as dehumidification. It's probably the biggest battle we fight in the summertime when it's really hot out. It's not so much the temperature sometimes, it's the humidity. And your air conditioner running, if it's running 75% of the time on a 90-degree day, that 30% of the time, it's not running, it's not dehumidified. So you really need, you really should have a dehumidification source if you want to keep your humidity at or below 50%, which is recommended in this part of the country. So what I'm hearing is it's best for a homeowner to schedule a consultation, sit down, find out uh, specifically what might be going on in their home and the problems that to be solved, and then you can give them some options. Exactly. Earth thing I'm going to throw out there is filters. I'm just going to throw this out here. Pete, if, if anybody, and I, listen, I got nothing against Mike, Mike Holmes on Holmes, but if you ever buy one of his filters, there's probably a good chance that four days later or three days later, we're going to be out to see your house because your system was not designed for it. Um, so before you go buy the cheapest filter on the market or before you go buy, you know, the super allergen goal to stop everything besides air, um, have a conversation with us. Believe it or not, even on a residential home, smaller home, there's a lot of science, there's technology and engineering that can save you a lot of money in the, in the operation of it by understanding the filter versus going buying the cheapest whatever or the most, you know, fantastic, you might as well stick a piece of sheet metal where the filter's at. So there is a method behind the madness, believe it or not. Well, we encourage you uh, listeners to check the show notes. We'll have the contact information. For uh, AirServe Heating and Air Conditioning and Council Bluffs, Travis Waldstein, uh, owner and uh, just all-around guru and uh, Hawkeye aficionado. Well, yeah, Hawkeyes, Packers, Lewis Central, let's see what else. Yeah, so. And I like to make fun of other teams, too, just get you to figure that out. I haven't figured that out at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time, sir. We appreciate all the great information. You bet. Thank you. <laughs>